I got things all over. God is always like that. And I love that that's that feeling. Um, I'm going to talk about, we're going to be going into a series, um, and the youth is going to be doing a series of this later, but we're going to do all the feels. And it's going to be about love and family and self, because um, I think we just need to really talk about that stuff. Relationship is really important. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why God created us. Um, that's why we come into the kingdom, which is a family. You know, that's what we live and die for, really, is relationships. Nobody's like, uh, I just hope that my child is born and works, you know, 90 hours a week and, and just, you know, makes money and is sick all the time and dies alone. That's just my hope for my child, right? I hope my child just grows to be kind and sweet. And I hope that, you know, when they become a father or a mother, that they're going to have the most amazing kids that love and honor them. And, and I just hope that they're surrounded by people who love and care for them, right? That's what you want for your child, joy and happiness. So we really need to talk about relationships. So I'm going to start with something today um, that has to do with our feelings. Feelings. All right. So what do we do... When we aren't feeling it. Yeah? I do not, you know, kids, you probably, if you're, if you're in school, you're probably like, I don't feel like getting up every morning. Why doesn't school start at 9 o'clock, right? It's, I mean, it has been proven that kids really, their brains, especially teenagers, don't even start working that early in the morning. So, I mean, the school's kind of wasting their time, right? The first two hours is just you babying them until they're awake. So hopefully the classes are like your fly classes in the morning, right? I mean, because your brain literally needs time to wake up and they need a lot of sleep. So what do we do when we don't feel like going to class or behaving or, or you know, getting up or going to work? You know, what if somebody's rude to you and you don't feel like turning the other cheek? What do you do, you know, when you aren't feeling it? And I want to talk to you guys um, I heard this once, and it said, feelings are really great servants and terrible masters. Amen. That is something. Servants are really, or feelings are really great servants, but terrible masters. Okay, we call it drama when, you know, over-emotional, this person's like hyper-emotional. You know, those are usually bad things, right? Because that's when people are letting their feelings become their masters and tell them how their life is going to go, what they're going to do and how they're going to respond. Okay? And that's where we get into trouble because things like love, commitment, boundaries, choices, they're not feelings. We live like they are, like we let our feelings set our boundaries. I'm mad at you, so I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of my life. Mm, that's probably a real thought-out, spirit-led decision. I just fell out of love. Well, fall back in because you signed a piece of paper. Tell death do us part, and I have not got mad enough to kill you yet. <laughs> I am not condoning violence as a joke. Joke, 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 okay? You know, choices. Well, I just felt like, you know, not going to work today or not going to school today, or I just, you know, felt like sitting in my pajamas all day and gorging myself on Oreos. I just felt sad, so I needed to do that. So feelings, if we let them run that, they usually, they're just not really good at making decisions. They're not really good at leading. So, but a servant, what happens with a servant? So a servant, like when I say servant, there's, you know, we know we think of servants in houses, but also like if you are, if you're an employee and you have an employer, the employee is a servant. 
I know that in America, sometimes we've made people think that, well, I am an employee and I'm in charge of the world. No, you're not. You are in submission to whatever job is paying your paycheck, okay? So if they say, I want you to take these papers and stack them in this pile all day, and then when you get done, I want you to take them back and stack them in this pile, you say yes. I've cleaned houses for people, you know, for almost 20 years. And people are particular. And um, I remember someone was working with me many years ago, and they're like, well, why are we even doing that, you know? I said, because that's the way they want it done. And they're paying me to do it that way. I would never do it that way, but that's the way they want it. I mean, like, you've worked with me, Mercy. People want their beds made a certain way, and I'm like, no, don't touch that. You've got to make it. It's got to be upside down, this way, that way, you know? You've got to do hospital Chicago. You know, you've got to do, you know, military. Everybody wants things different, and it doesn't hurt me to follow because I need to serve. I'm there as a servant. I'm not there as a master. They're the master. Okay, it's their home. So a servant, you know, you give them tasks, they're to do, they serve the master, their boss, whatever is asked of them. So if you went to work tomorrow and you thought, you know, I go to work, it's 9 to 5. That's the hours they said I got to work. I get an hour lunch. And you get to lunch, you're like, oh, I was just so tired. I stayed up Super Bowl tonight. I stayed up watching that. I think that I'll just sit in my car and take a three-hour nap on lunch. You know, maybe I'll just come in at 11.30. I'm tired. How's that going to work out for you? How's that going to work out for you? You know, if you're angry at your boss because you don't like the decisions they made, and you're going to tell them, you're going to be rude to them, you're not going to do your work until they listen to you. How's that going to work out for you? If you don't know how to take care of your soul and you're emotional and you're always coming in and you're down and you're, and you're depressed and, you're, and you always have this trauma, drama, everything, and you're bringing it to work all the time, you're bringing in, you come in as a hot mess every day, how is that going to work out for you? You can't do, guess what? You're going to get fired, right? When your feelings lead. That's why some people go from job to job or they stay at entry-level positions or they always have turmoil or they don't get the extra raises or bonuses because they're letting their feelings lead instead of their spirit. I'm tired. You know what I'm going to do? I'm probably going to drink an extra cup of coffee if you're a coffee coffee drinker if you stayed up late, right? You're still going to show up at 9 o'clock, right? Not 9.01. Probably if you're a really good servant, you're going to show up at 8.50. Because you're saying, yeah, I'm tired. And then you might say, I'm going to set my alarm on my phone. I am going to take a nap in my car. But it's going to be 59 minutes. But you're still tired. You want to take a three-hour nap. You want to sit on your phone and watch Netflix, whatever. But you're saying, oh, no, Spirit, we're leading today. That can happen in every area of your lives. If we allow our feelings to be the master, it gets really messy. Now, feelings are not bad. I don't want you to be like, oh gosh, I don't want to have any feelings. Feelings are good. God gave them to us. We just have to remember that our feelings must always be in subjection to our spirit. They are to support the truth. They are to help us express you know, compassion and empathy and help us walk out, you know, Christ in our life. 
They're there to support, not there to lead. You don't want to spend, I don't want to spend my whole life cleaning up messes because I let my feelings and my emotions lead. If you're saying sorry a lot, you might have a problem with letting your feelings lead. If you're constantly in that, oh, I got to make this right, because the feelings will usually put you past what you want. They don't know how to stop, you know. They're just, they're just going wherever. They don't, have, they don't have the wisdom of the Lord. Like that's the spirit leads, and then anything that comes under subjection to the spirit will follow in that path. If you have everything out here, and then you're like, oh, we're supposed to be on this narrow path, it's not going to work very well. So we have to remember, they're there to help us, not to, not, to, um, not to lead us. So I want to read to you guys in Proverbs, and if you've been here, don't say amen, okay? But <laughs> or if you know someone who's ever been in this place in their life, you know? But I'm going to read from the message today just because it's just so good. Guys, I just love how the message... So I'm going to be in Proverbs 14 here for a minute, 12 and 13. It says, There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again, because it leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all the laughter will end in heartbreak. What'd your mama or grandma always say? Everything's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. Seems really fun, you know. I remember lots of things I did. I have scars from things I thought, I'm having a good time doing it my way. It's fun. Ended in a lot of heartache. Multiple times, you know. So, and on a child level, that might be, you know, little things. But as an adult, you know, it's like, oh, it's fun to go party and waste my money and not pay my bills and drink on all the time. And you know what? I don't feel when I'm out there. It's just fun. First season. But you, you're eventually going to come to the end of that season. And the Bible says at the end of that season, there's heartbreak. So I want to talk about, how many of you guys have been scared? Has anyone ever been scared of anything? Like when I was little, I was scared of the dark, and I'm still scared of the dark. So <laughs> I'm less scared of the dark now. But like things as adults, maybe you're scared of what's coming next. How is this situation going to work out? What am I going to do? How, I don't see how this could ever get better. Those are kind of how we have fears as adults, right? We're thinking, I don't know how, the, like A and B are so far apart, Lord. Like... I just can't even see it to draw that line. When we feel scared and if we allow fear to lead, we, we tend to do things very drastic. Um, or we get paralyzed and we do nothing. You ever watch that show Hoarders? You know what happens? It's just so overwhelming that they just paralyze and do nothing. Sometimes we do that when we're scared. We try to deny it, call it faith. If you're a good Christian, that's what you do. Deny it and call it faith. <laughs> but I mean, we do, we're like, oh, I just have faith for that. No, I'm just denying it and pretending that it's not happening. So when we let it lead, 
you know, we begin to run from things and we keep busy with work and kids and hobbies or we run to things, you know, like, like drugs and alcohol and food and affairs. And I started looking at that and I'm like, yeah, it looks really fun. Like, I always think when people cheat on somebody that they've committed to and it seems fun, you're sneaking around, you're getting all the good parts because you're not having to go home and pay bills with that person. You're not going to have to raise children with that person. You don't have to pick up that person's socks for the millionth time. That seems fun. But it always ends in heartbreak and usually financial break for you because all of a sudden those responsibilities that you've created and committed to, they come back around. You know, sometimes you get other things, other problems. Have, you, can't, you can't be like, well, I... It looks fun, like you said, it looks fun. It looks like things are going good, but, you know, I don't like what's going on right now and I'm afraid of what's going to happen, so I'm just going to run over here and go to something that seems easy because I feel like it. This feels good in the moment, but it caused destruction that will last for even for decades, years, generations it can cause. I look at people that, you know, tend to have babies at 16. Guess what? You'll find that probably mom did and grandma, and things like that. Not always, but it tends to follow that. Because when we let our feelings lead, what do we teach our children? Feelings should lead. Do what you want. And then it happens over and over. We can break that cycle and say, I don't think so. Get into submission of the Spirit. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to love. We're going to honor. We're going to respect each other. You're going to follow me. And if you get out of line, you don't want to know what happens, feelings. That's how it should be. So if you're in that cycle, don't be like, well, I'm in that cycle. I just feel bad for myself. That's letting your feelings be like, well, that may have happened to them, but that is not happening in this life. Mm -mm. Because you know what? Me and my house, we're serving the Lord. Feelings, get in line. You at the end. You the tail. Jesus is the head. And you're going to follow wherever he goes. Mm, So good. You know, we get paralyzed. We never follow our dreams. We have dreams in our lives and visions and callings that God has called on us. And we don't even do any of them. We just sit in this like, I'll just kind of rock back and forth. I don't want to step out. It could be, you know, it could be deep. You know what allowing that fear and those feelings to tell you you're not good enough do? Your dreams begin to die. You see people who, who are not, no longer chasing their dreams. They're depressed. They're bitter. They're full of regret. They try to talk you out of your dreams because they're like, well, misery wants some company. And God's like, I gave you that dream. Don't let it die. Don't let your emotions control what you're going to do. Just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean you still can't do steps to walk towards it. All right, flip over to Isaiah 41. This is the Lord speaking to us, and it's so good. So he's speaking to Israel, which is his chosen people, which is anybody who calls on the name of the Lord is his chosen people, right? I love this. It says, but you, Israel, I'm starting in 10, are my servant. You're Jacob, my first choice. First choice, guys. We are God's first choice. Descendants of my good friend Abraham. I pulled you in from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you 
You're my servant serving on my side. I've picked you, and I haven't dropped you. So don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear, for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady. I'll keep a firm grip on you. That is so good. He keeps saying, I chose you. Don't worry about how you feel. Don't worry about what's going on. Right here, I chose you generations ago. I brought you from every area of the world. When you choose God, you let your spirit lead. You may feel scared, but you're able to say, hey, I know how this is going to turn out because God said. That's the good part. I know how this is going to turn out. See, we get in these funks where it's like we want to live by our feelings and it never, it never quite feels good. I mean, feelings are good. You know, rejoice with those who's re- who rejoice. You know, grieve when they grieve. You know, um, be full of gladness. You know, you know, we're carrying heaviness and there's the weight of, the, of things on us which can be good or bad. So it's not feelings are good and the Lord gives them to us because he feels that we are able to start stewarding them well. Where we get into is where we just quit stewarding them. Oh, he gave us this. We don't know how to use it. You have a baby, okay? They want something. They need something. They scream and they cry. They don't get their way. You have a toddler. When they're mad, they're just going to hit. They're not going to talk it out. They're not going to be like, well, I know hitting's wrong, but I'm mad, and how do I deal with it? No, they're just going to smack you, take whatever you have. Because everything, they think they own everything. At two years old, what's yours is yours, what's theirs is yours. The person walking next to them is theirs. They go to a store, they think it's theirs. That's the way it is, because they're not mature. They have these feelings, and they have yet to put them into submission to the Spirit. Spirit-led people are mature, healthy people. How many of you guys want to be mature, healthy people? I want to be, every day I want to get, like if it's like a degree, let me just turn one more degree. Okay? That's what I want. I want to be mature and healthy. I want to be able to not feel like over, have so much, my feelings are running me so much that I'm in this constant state of like, of, fear or overwhelming or, or making bad decisions, you know, don't shop on an empty stomach, don't make big decisions, you know, like the day before, you know, there's some things that you do, don't go to bed mad, like work it out, you know, things like that, it's like, okay, we don't want to make the big choices when we're mad, don't ask someone if they're okay when they stub their toe, just stand there for like 30 seconds just make sure, you know, because when you ask someone if they're okay the moment they stub their toe, all the wrath that is inside of them that they have been trying to control now is projected onto you. You're probably going to learn some new words because it's just like I'm trying to control what is going, you know, they're trying to be mature. Give them an opportunity. Give them an opportunity. So we need to be mature. Mature. So I'm going to read in um, Ephesians 4, and it says this. In light of all this, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, a prisoner for the master. Okay, this is pretty mature. He is locked up in prison. 
I don't know how I would be acting. I wouldn't be like, well, let me just write you a nice letter and just tell you what we need to do. No problem, you know. I'm just down in the dungeon. It's horrible. You know, I'm not being fed. It's filthy. It's dark. It's gloomy, you know. No, he's like, you know what? Yeah, this probably isn't the best. I don't really feel that great about being here. I'm not like, yay, prison. You know, he's not feeling like that. But he's saying, it doesn't matter how I feel. Let me tell you what needs to happen because I'm still going to let the Spirit lead no matter where I am. So he says, I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. You know, they're not, they're, I could just see all of them. You know, Paul's telling them, and they're just sitting there like, oh, you know what, he's gone. What are we going to do? They're going to come for us. You know, they're persecuting us. And all scared and letting fear and anxiety and all of this overtake them. And he's like, get out there. God's called you. He's called you. Get on there. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts. So he's saying, like, you're going to have to actually finish some things. I know... It's really easy to start a bunch of projects and things in our life and not finish them because when we finish them, we find out whether we succeeded or we failed. The starting is fun. The finishing, he's saying, don't just start. Be steady. Steadily pouring yourself out for each other in acts of love. Alert and noticing differences and quick at mending fences. Oh, I want to be the most important. I want to be the most important. He's like, shut up, mend the fence, get going, do what you're supposed to do, run on the road, you know what? Get moving. Don't be like, oh, well, this happened to me. Well, it's, happened, it's going to happen a lot more, so you better run because there are people chasing you. We've got to run with what God has for us. Be spirit-led and keep feelings in the place that it needs to be. Let them support. First, if you put spirit first, you're going to lead your life in wholeness. You're going to have a lot more peace. You're going to find that your dreams are going to start to come to fruition. You're going to have a destiny that you're like, yes, I see value in this. You let feelings first, you're going to lead in mess and chaos. You're going to be late for everything. Everything's going to be out of order in your life all the time. You're going to constantly be fighting. You're going to be maybe going from job to job. Your kids are going to be out of control. Because when our feelings lead, they don't know where they're going. They're a servant. They don't know the business of the master. You know, that'd be like sending your, hey, you're five years old, now you've got to work for me. You're a brain surgeon, Go. I don't want a five-year-old working on me, right? If I need to have surgery, I don't want that. But that's what we're doing with the feelings. They're just the immature part of us that are there to support and serve, but they don't know what's going on in the masters of the master's business. The spirit knows what's going on because we have a new spirit in Christ. Our feelings are not new. They not, our feelings are not what get us to heaven or not. It is our spirit that comes into submission of the Lord. So we need to be spirit-led. When the spirit of the Lord is there, is freedom. 
We want freedom. Ultimately, in every area of our life, that's what we want. That's why teenagers rebel, because they want freedom. That's why children, when they're little, say no, 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 no to everything, even if it's something they want, because they want to learn how to have freedom. They are testing it. Do I have freedom here? Can I handle this freedom? And it's our job to guide and grow them and teach them how to handle that freedom. But the Lord put us as a free spirit. He laid his life down so, because, so we could have freedom in our choices, in our decisions, in our life, in everything. He did that. So we are, if we are saved, we are on our way to heaven. Even if you're not, even if you're a pre-Christian, you're not there yet. It is still that desire to know the Lord, whether you realize it or not, to be free. Because we were created for freedom. That's why when people start putting on all of these, these rules and regulations, you have riots, you have all of this upheaval because we were created to be free. We were not created to be caged, imprisoned, or bound. So if you're feeling bound in your emotions, you're feeling bound by your life or circumstances, you need to look and say, I need to let my spirit lead because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Not where feelings are, but where the Lord is. What's leading you? I'm just going to pray.